You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Welcome to Dead Air 12. This week we're talking about the Republican debate. Prigozhin. Dr. Death. Dahmer. Some other stuff. How are you, George? I am well. How are you, Christina? I am well, thank you. <laughs> Good. Uh, relax. Relax is the word for me. Relax is the word for me. Especially after the Republican debate. The yeah. First primary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, first primary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if this is true, but I, I think that in England, maybe this is just my memory of it from you know not having been there mm -hmm. since like my roaring 20s. But uh, I seem to remember it was like, no one cared about the election, and then it was like, hey, you know, there's a general election next month. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I meant to ask you about Who's this. Who's standing? Yeah. Oh, well, obviously the Prime Minister and uh, some goon. Yeah, if you remember the um, last election season, um, you said exactly the same the thing. The last election, what, 2016 to 2020? Uh, no. Um, in um, 2020, yeah, I think in 2019, you were like, people are already talking about the yeah. election here. Like, that's weird. It's like... A year away. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't know if it is weird, but... Yeah. 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 Um, and I also wanted to mention, just because I think it's funny, election night, if you remember, uh, mm -hmm. the last one, Trump versus Biden. Um, I think I actually was, I want to say I was off work or I'd just gotten off work and we were watching the election night coverage and it was your first time here. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and it was really... Um, funny to me because uh, you'd be like watching the you know the results like all night long and be like okay now it's up one percent and it's up okay now he's up two percent and be like babe it's gonna be like this all night long yeah. it's it's gonna be tomorrow before we know anything yeah you were like really oh that's all do you remember that yeah yeah in it's... England it's like a, at least a day yeah. yeah I think yeah yeah yep England it's, it's like a full night oh and there's other people countries that around pay it. so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. So, what did yeah. what did you think? Well, another thing to say is in Britain as well. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Uh, I'm just like I'm. I'm trying to speak over the dog clattering around. Uh, I was just going to say it's a parliamentary system. So um, the way they do it there is uh, the party. I guess they do it the same here. The party selects their candidate, mm. but it's it's way less kind of public. Mm -hmm. Than that, you. I mean, members of the public can vote if they're mem. You know, mm -hmm. members of the party, like the Labour Party. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, I didn't know who was gonna. I didn't know who Jeremy Corbyn was. Yeah, right. Okay. Until like a month before. Yeah. The election between him and Cameron. Right. I guess. Yeah. It's I mean. Been a long time. Sorry. I guess it depends on like your level of engagement with it. Um, yeah. I mean, lots of people vote in the primaries. Um, yeah. You. God, I want to say it's. Same everywhere. You have to be registered, registered. as that party, yeah, to vote. Um, yeah, when was my last primary election that I voted in? Um, I can't recall. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Anywho, um, yeah. So, what do you think about the Republican debate? Um, I guess I suppose ultimately I thought it was a kind of a bit of a waste of time. Uh, you, you know, politically, it was a waste of time. Yeah. For, for the for the candidates, it was a waste of time. Uh, why do it? It's so far away. It was just a bit of theatre. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, from what I can tell in the polling, you know, at this point, yeah, it looks like Trump will probably be the nominee, so. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't really know either. I mean, everyone else seems to be, you know, I looked at a number of polls and obviously they can vary wildly by source and stuff, but you know, it's like, you're looking at like 30 to 50% Trump and then DeSantis next under him. Mm -hmm. um, and like, he's just so far ahead of all of those candidates in the polls that it's kind of like, you know, what necessarily is the point. But I mean, that's the process, you know. You're gonna yeah. have the primaries, so. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So did you like what they said? <laughs> um, there were some amusing things, yeah. I mean, there really, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot said is no. the point other than some uh, inflammatory comments that seemed to be like designed for that in a sense, to get attention, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same with the Democrat primaries, I remember. It was all fluff. Yeah, to... yeah, it is. Yeah. Part of that, I think, is like, I don't know, the debate format, depending on... Yeah. What is this kind of weird? Like, just the... It's very limited, so, like, you know, if you only have a couple minutes to speak, you may as well just throw out your catchphrases and, you know, I have a plan... I'm not going to tell you what it is, so I'm running out of time, you know. But they also did talk over each other, like, incessantly, which was, again, not that abnormal, I guess. Poorly moderated. Yeah, I feel like they pretty much all are. Um, yeah. With some exceptions. I was going to say that, you know, as well as getting money out of politics, what, what you ideally need to do after that is get, like, uh, personality out of politics. I mean, obviously you couldn't do it. It's fantasy, but yeah. wouldn't it be better if they just... Like you said, you just told these people like, uh, just write what your policies are and what you would do as president in five hundred words or less. Yeah, versus um, you know, bullet points are fine. He's the one I want to have a beer with. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, or it all seemed that they the opposite. They all kind of, uh, I you know, did the sort of typical political dance of insulting each other, but also pussyfooting around because. Eventually, they're still Republicans. Eventually, you're gonna to have to work with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was bizarre to see Chris Christie there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he seemed like I don't like Chris Christie or his politics, but he seemed like the most normal one. He seemed like the one that didn't that knew like I'm not gonna be president. Yeah. I, I'm doing this, you know. I maybe didn't mind, you know, getting like booed here and there if it was something he, you know, either really yeah. thought or strategically wanted it to look like he really thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on how cynical you want to get. Yeah, so which, do you think it's yeah. going to... Sorry. I was just going to say, which for us is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I'm skeptical, not cynical. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. more fair. There could, you know, there could be a god. Yeah. There could be psychic energy. But I think if there was, it, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's got, it is, you know, measurable. Just we don't know how to measure it yet. And that makes Sorry, sense. I'm not trying to say I believe in and ghosts or something. Zero impact on day to day life. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if yeah. you discovered there were ghosts, like, look, we can actually put. There's a ghost in the room right there. He's over there. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah, I get you. I'd yeah. want to know. I'd want to know. And, yeah. then, and then, like you said, it'd be like, they've been around all the time. Yeah, same aliens. Uh, I would love to meet aliens. That'd be awesome. That'd be like the coolest thing ever if they're real. Yeah. Um, not only and... were your dead relatives watching you wank, they were also posting it to the ghost internet. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I'd want to know. Aliens, yeah, yeah I'd want to know. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I totally want to know. But um, would they cover it up if they did know? Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, you know, people who are like super into 
not the idea that aliens exist, but that they visit Earth regularly and have been for thousands of years, especially those people. And, um, you know, like trying their beach towels. simultaneously trying to influence human development, but also make sure that uh, there's no proof ever that they were there and also are mostly interested in people who live in rural areas. Um, I don't know. Your thoughts about this totally unrelated topic? <laughs> no, yeah, just... just um... Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, in the QAnon documentary on HBO, totally recommend it. Yeah, it's really good. Very good. Um, you know, we discover that a lot of the QAnon ideas are actually based on, I think, an Italian, essentially pro professional prankster, mm -hmm. uh, not cryptologist, but, you know, into leaving, yeah, I don't know what you'd call it, like leaving breadcrumbs, mm -hmm. like a professional labyrinthian. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, talking about like leaving clues and influencing people and stuff and just yeah I think there's room to go for like really batshit conspiracy theories that people would swallow up like yeah like make a little film about like a guy in a trench coat and a hat in the like uh, ghettos of Washington like hanging out handing out crack mm -hmm. and be like yeah in the 1980s reticulums came to Washington DC and handed out crack to undermine black solidarity in mm -hmm. the suburbs yeah why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Because if there's a government, if there is a government conspiracy to stop the general public knowing about aliens, that has to be uh, with the aliens mm. agreeing to that, right? You'd think because they could just be like, "No, we want people to know. We're going to land in the middle of a mall." Yeah, yeah. If you can travel, start handing out pamphlets. Yeah. Yep. We're here. Mm -hmm. Aliens exist. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, conspiracy theories, you know, easier to understand than, than... So are you saying you don't believe in aliens? Um, I believe that there is life out there. I, I don't know that we will ever encounter it. Did you think Chris Christie answered that well? That what? UFO I can't question. remember what the UFO question was. What did he say? Well, he sort of acted incredulous, like, oh, yes, me. Mm. But, um... He basically said, like, I want to know and I want to tell the American people mm -hmm. if it's true. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd want to know. Yeah, but if, I you, mean, but if you were the president of this land, mm. apart from declaring war on a pusher man, uh, if aliens came to you and said, we'll leave it to you, do you want to tell people or not? We, we've selected you president of America for whatever reason. You're the nicest flag. You mean me personally? Yeah. Or, or me You're... if I were the type of person who could get elected president? <laughs> you were Joe Biden. <laughs> if I were Joe Biden. I'd just Biden. be there with my yo-yo. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I really don't know. It's a tough fantasy question. Um, you know, there could certainly be some really bad... Um, consequences from exposing that information to the public if it were true and also I don't know how much it would matter because there are already conspiracy theorists who believe that uh, when you see aliens actually that it's just the government um, doing like holograms and stuff to try and they're gonna try and fake an alien invasion um, to bring in the one world order new world order one world government that kind of thing so I don't know I mean uh, you know it where we are right now 
any number of crazy things could happen and people will either believe it, not believe it, or come up with loads of alternative wild things to speculate about, so. The preppers bit where they're asking those kids like, well, why, why would the government, uh, what is it on that one, set off a nuclear bomb? Uh, and on its own people. On its own people, and they obviously parrot their dad, which is like, mm -hmm. to control us, like, mm -hmm. you're an American citizen in America, they, you know. You're controlled. Yeah. <laughs> Depending I mean, on how you look at it. Yeah. I mean, like, do you know why the government isn't calling you up and telling you when to shit? Because that's not an advantage to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. That's and more I mean, trouble than it's worth. I mean, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're already controlled and... Any conspiracy free. theory that... For me, any conspiracy theory that deals with the idea of intentional depopulation, um, it, I feel like it's a little... The logic doesn't totally make sense. Like, uh, the people who are actually in control of this country, by and large, uh, are people with loads of money, big financial interests. Who um, want who really, manpower. Yeah, who want manpower, who want, you know, to pay people less, to have plenty of wage labor. You know, I don't, I don't know that there would be a benefit in trying to reduce that, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and ultimately it's not even like, we need more manpower for our border wars. Mm -hmm. uh, we also need consumers yeah, for this consumers, type of society. The economy collapses. Society, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you indeed. Know, that's so. why the um, Resident Evil films don't work. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 that's why. the planet is decimated, but yeah, <coughs> the, uh, the evil corporation is still doing its research and selling its products to who? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? The Republican Party. Oh yeah, that's right. Which led us to Aliens <laughs> and Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why has no one done a rip-off? President Evil. <laughs> and it's just about people voting in a clip. Clearly he's the only zombie. He's just, just kind of benign. There may already be. But yeah. people keep going behind him and being like, I don't know. Taxation is theft! And you still get a... <laughs> A number of people being like, that guy's got some good points. Yeah. If he could just, you know, learn how to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Why isn't why isn't anybody done Dog Surgeon? Our idea for a movie. Well, it's a bit... That's not a movie, though. That's just a scene. Well, it, it could be. You don't think? A movie where a... It's a horror movie where a dog has a doctorate and becomes a surgeon... And no one can stop him. No one can stop him. <laughs> like, no one else in the hospital acknowledges that this is a dog. Yeah, it's just you're getting, you don't even know. You're being put under anesthetic and the last thing you see is... <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> just all these pipes coming out and blood going everywhere. Swatting with paws and... <laughs> yeah. 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 Alright, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about the Republican debate then? I mean, I didn't really have a lot to say to begin with. Just, yeah, you know. Uh, once you've been through loads of these from both sides, um, I feel like the primary debates are more like watching a... They become more like entertainment, I think, than anything that's actually valuable in terms of learning about the candidates and... Um, no, no, no policy questions at all. No. I mean, you could just devastate it just by going, you know, getting the moderator to be like, All right then, you. What would you do about American foreign policy in Egypt? Like, 
if they've not if they don't know that question's coming, what are they gonna say? We're gonna help the American people. In We're Egypt. gonna get rid of Bidenomics. The Bidenomics hurts Egypt, uh but also we don't want to, um, the military is great, but also let's, uh, and we're going to increase our military spending, but also uh, we shouldn't, military. but we also shouldn't be getting involved in other countries' business, uh, <clears throat> Ukraine, you know, I mean, That's several, of, several of them pretty much just said that, yeah, I mean, that was, that was kind of the closest we had, I think, to like a real policy question, even though there were no policy answers, just either Ukraine were bad, Ukraine were good, um, yeah, I, I think DeSantis said something like, uh, "What I do, I'd get other kind, other." I'd get Europe to Europe to pull their weight, and then the moderator, like the one time they actually had information, they said, "Oh, actually, nine or ten or eleven, something like that." European countries have given more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Well, does that bring us to Prigozhin? It does. Yeah, you wanted to mention Prigozhin. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say about it? Nothing. And you said write down Prigozhin, so I did. What do you have to say? Uh, well, as you undoubtedly know, uh, Prigozhin uh, probably died in a plane mm -hmm. accident. And he's the he was <laughs> the leader of Wagner. Mm -hmm. Also on the plane was the second in command and co-founder of Wagner, mm -hmm. uh, as well as you know, seven other people, uh, eight other people. Yeah, uh, you right. know, so innocent people mm -hmm. did die on it. Uh, it was almost certainly the U.S. intelligence apparently says today, as is reported in the U.S. press, uh, that it was a bomb mm, okay. rather than it was shot down. Was which is a, what they were saying? So it was initially. on a plane or a helicopter? It was on a private plane going from right. Moscow to Saint Petersburg. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which would lead me to believe that it was a successful assassination because, mm -hmm. and deliberately public assassination, because surely they could have just met them on the tarmac. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, right, okay. Hmm. And um, then, like, the day after, I think uh, there's a big Wagner graveyard that got bulldozed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the end of them. Yeah. It was a stupid idea anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? Um, it's no. It's okay if you don't. I... No, not really. I mean, I've only been tenden like tangentially following what's going on there. It's been so long. Uh, it, it, it's like Hitler blowing um, up Himmler. Mm -hmm. Like, yay blowing up Himmler, but I'm not going to be like, yay Hitler. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't have a lot to say. I mean, fuck Vladimir Putin. Sorry, that's not very... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> not super analytical response, just, yeah. What mm. a tit. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, okay, well, Yeah, that's about it, I guess. Yep. Um, what else were we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> or not talk about? Um, right, Dahmer. The Netflix. I did it for Dama! I know. Every episode, like, just can't help yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it came out, um, was it like 2022, a couple years ago or something, mm -hmm. and um, we just never got around to it. Typically, I think neither of us is super into, like, we both, I think, like crime type stuff, like, um, especially 
interesting cases. Yeah, um, but not into dramatizations. But not into dramatizations of them, typically. Um, just because, you know, you kind of always have that, at least I do, watching, always that feeling of like, well, is this, did that really happen? Was it really like that? Let's pause it and look it up. Like, why don't I just read the Wikipedia or watch a documentary? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, I'm not saying there's no value to it. But no, it, it was just, very well acted. Yeah, I, the, um, Evan Peters was really great. First um, three episodes were pretty pretty tight. Pretty solid. I would even say up to, for me, up to like five was pretty good. Um, and, yeah. Then well, I, I didn't really like it because I, I thought it kind of um, got bogged down uh, and also kind of got bogged down in presenting things from the victim's side, which I felt was cynically put in there to kind of shield it from, well, you're profiting off this terrible murderer. Yeah, yeah, we both kind of got that feeling with some of that. You know, which, I mean, where do you draw the line? Yeah, I mean, that's what I makes it tough to do with something okay. like this. I don't, I don't think downfall shouldn't have been made, mm -hmm. you know, about Hitler in the bunker during the last days. That's really good. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I also... a bit further away. I did see people as well... Um, uh, I like. I think we were several episodes in, and I was like wondering what reviews were. Tried to avoid that stuff, like depending on what it is before watching, so I can have some kind of my own conclusion, and then I start wondering. Um, and I definitely saw people saying in like negative reviews that they added a lot of stuff with like um, someone said like uh, the deaf guy who he kind of like dated for a bit. Mm. That that never happened. He never dated. He never dated one of his him. Victims. I don't know if that's true. I didn't fact check that, but. The fact that my brain always wonders what's been changed, where, and for why, is like a bit distracting for me when watching that kind of stuff. Like in, I mean? in the show, it had the cops who let the, um, is it Laotian boy? Um, the, well, the, mm -hmm. the young boy yeah. um, who give him back to Dharma. It has those same cops later calling like crank calling that the victim, family. victim's father with like yeah. racist stuff. And I heard that never happened. And that, yeah. yeah. And he, uh, but you know, and then, then you're left wondering like, well, were there crank calls, mm -hmm. but not from the, Yeah, where the did cops? that, yeah, yeah like is, where's the, the truth in that? And, and again, I just start getting bogged down and wondering what the real story is. Um, and it can pull me away from actually watching the show. But the, I mean, definitely the, yeah, especially toward the end, um, it's like the last couple episodes at least where one of the victim's families is, um, they're talking about suing the maker of a comic book, saying that he's, that they're glorifying mm -hmm. Dahmer and what he did. And, and it and, is, that comic book. Yeah, you know, it, is. it is. And yeah. that's, uh, you know, I like, oh yeah, that's a, a valuable question that, you know, maybe is worth discussing. But then that just goes away and that m made my cynical side say they put that in there as, like you were saying, sort of a buffer to being accused of disrespecting the victims. Um, and that's also where I wonder about, you know, if in fact they've stretched some of the victim stories, if that's just a way to, you know, be like, look, we spent loads of time with some of these victims, um, humanizing them. And, you know, so we're not, we're not just trying to make money doing this, taking advantage of, or exploiting the families, you know. I mean, personally, I think I'd prefer if I don't know. It just it just seemed disingenuous to me. You know, I think I think what did 
you know, I don't usually like documentaries with reenactments, but I think what did that really well uh, was, help me remember the name of it, the, docu the HBO documentary about the school admissions scandal. Mm, yeah, Operation Varsity Blues. Operation Varsity Blues. I can't remember if it was on HBO or not, but yes, um, with Matthew Modine um, as the guy in the reenactments. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's a documentary, but it has fairly beefy reenactments. Um, but they're all, well, I think they're all pretty accurate. You Some know, of them, you can tell they come directly from, uh, like, from transcripts. transcripts, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think that would have been more appropriate if they, because you could, the acting was very good, and mm -hmm. his father, the guy from Step Brothers. Yeah, really <laughs> can't good. can't remember his name. Yeah, he's been in loads of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Was really good, and, mm -hmm. um. A lot of people were really good. Yeah, it's, Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to do something like that, like about a real person like Jeffrey Dahmer, who killed real people, and portray those real people, and do something so sensitive, uh, don't advertise fucking Diet Coke to me mm -hmm. uh, on the sly. I mm -hmm. think that's disgusting. I think that's gross. Yeah, we have like a dramatic scene with Niecy Nash, also great in it. Um, and she's sitting talking about, it's like toward the end about, you know, how this has affected her and stuff. Yeah, and you've got this Coke sitting on the table, like, where the eye goes most in the shot. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're talking about, um, like, just basic framing, you know, uh, it's, like, one of the most prominent positions, and then there's, like, her, and there's all this empty space. So you're either looking at her or looking at this Coca-Cola can with the label turned perfectly facing the camera. Like, how am I supposed to... Yeah, take this, take serious, this seriously. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, when it you made it to sell me... Poison. Uh, you know, it made me want to, like, digitally <laughs> remaster a little bit of Schindler's List. So, like, the Auschwitz concentration camp commander can be, you know, we can get a really nice shot of him driving a BMW mm -hmm. and then drinking a Fanta and then sipping a Nescafe and then reading Daily Mail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I think there can be product placement in movies that's, you know, not distracting, but... Well, you know, um, if they did it in Step Brothers... See, I don't even I don't, remember the product placement. No, I, I, I don't remember either, but I'm yeah. saying if they did it, I don't care, because mm. that's not about... A serious uh, thing. You know, a serial killer who uh, was around, still in living memory. You know, people... Yeah. Pe people's mothers and fathers of the victims are still alive. It was not long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, indeed. You know. And it, it also was kind of, I guess, weird to me that... I mean, maybe not, I guess, but that a brand would want to be associated, like, you know, okay, here's this person portraying, you know, somebody who knew Jeffrey Dahmer talking about the awful things that he did and drink Coke. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you want to associate uh, dismemberment with your product, or...? They should have had a whole bit where he's putting people into that drum, and then he's like, oh, it's hard work. Oh, I love Coke, though. And then looks at it. And then he just yeah. starts pouring it in there, and it's like dissolving all the bodies. It's like Coke. You can dissolve people with it. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just to go, mm, refreshing. Like the World War Z one, that was so... What was remember, that one? Uh, toward the end where Brad Pitt is in the, the government facility, and he's just taken the thing that makes him sick so they don't attack him, and then he walks down, the first thing he does is go to a vending machine and pull out a soda. Ah! While there's like dead bodies running past him next, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what it's are like we a doing? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. 
Yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean, that is kind of ill. But that's better than putting it in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they should have gone crazy with it. They should have been like, the cops like banging on the table going, Was it the Coke, Jeffrey? <laughs> was it was it was it because the, the the sweet flavor of coke made you do it, Jeffrey? And like, he, like constantly yeah. Im imply that yeah. like he did these crimes because he loves Coca Cola. And the next scene where they're interviewing, he's telling his story. You know, Dahmer talking about what he did. Cut to the cop, and he's just got a Subway sandwich. <laughs> he's just shoving it in his mouth. Yeah. Subway label. No, it's it's two cops, and they're both, and they get a lady in the tramp movement. At the end of the kiss. <laughs> yeah, right. Next is a Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know. Yeah. Next yeah. is a Kentucky... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I like some of it, but uh, it yeah. kind of left me with a sour taste. Yeah, yeah. Just really, like I really like the first few episodes. Uh, I think it, for me, also would have been better if we just stuck with Dahmer. Um, and, I mean, there's so many other things, too, where people were saying, like, uh, in real life, his dad never um, dissected animals with him. They just added that. Oh. And they played that up like it was such a... Again, I don't know if that's true. I just saw some in reviews, and I didn't fact-check it. I was just curious. And, I mean, if that's the case, like that seems like such a critical part of the setup. Why mm. add that? They constantly bring it back. Yeah, they constantly come back to that. Uh, make it a big deal between his parents. Like, his mom's, like, blaming his dad for that. So, yeah. weird. Um... That is weird. I mean, even just that idea, like, yeah, I think, you know, the idea of, like, dis you know, that's your hobby with your son, maybe that's weird, but he wasn't killing the animals. Mm -hmm. It was, like, all roadkill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, some of it looked pretty good, though. Some of it looked like it had almost been made by HBO. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, um, yeah, that actually reminds me. The last Yes, the music, while we were watching... Um, when it gets into these really, um, like, score-heavy moments, um, we were like, this, sound, this, is, this sounds like the soundtrack from Blonde. Well, I didn't um, think that. You mentioned it, like, several episodes. I said it sounds like Blonde. It sounds like Blonde. But I didn't mean yeah. it was the same music. No, I know you didn't mean that. You yeah, said right. it sounds like it, but I kept thinking that, too. Like, this sounds like the main, kind of, like, theme that you get in Blonde. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same instruments. And that, that drop, like, hmm, do you know what I'm talking about? The modulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, and I guess, you know, Dahmer and Blonde both made on Netflix the same year. Soundtrack made by the same two guys. So thought, thought the soundtrack was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, of Dahmer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, both of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was too much pop music in Dahmer. Yeah, well... Um, but not, the score... Yeah, the score, was yeah. really good. No, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah, the score was... There was a lot of dread there, and yeah, it was good. And excellent in Blonde. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the pop music was too much. Yeah. And again, if you're going to put 80s pop music in, yeah, go mental. Use Tony Basil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and something a little more creative than some of what we got, I think. Yeah. But I would have been happy with just more of that score, personally. Um, unless it really needed, like, a soundtracky song somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What next? Um, yeah. Then that brings us to, uh, Dr. Death. Ooh! Um, yeah. Something we like. Something we like. Uh, it made me... Watching Dahmer made us think about Dr. Death again. It's also from a couple of years ago, I believe. It's, a uh, 
But Christina, um, what is Dr. Death? Yeah, it's a pe Peacock series. Oh. Uh, the only reason to get Peacock, in my opinion. Um, or get a free trial of Peacock. Or, yes, get a free trial of Peacock. I'd recommend that. Or other means at your disposal. Um, the Doctor Death, it's um, a dramatic series based on real events that is actually pretty close to those events and also just really interesting to watch in its own right. Uh, it's about a doctor, um, Dr. David Death. Dunch yes. uh, in Texas, um, who uh, is a neurosurgeon um, and he uh, has a, say, a, a spiel of very um, crazy uh, accidents, perhaps malpractice issues during surgeries where he cripples, maims, and kills people, um, and like several of them over a pretty short period of time. And two doctors um, who have been involved in trying to fix some of his work, um, played by Alec Baldwin and Christian, Christian Slater, um, who are great in this, uh, basically take it upon themselves to try and take him down. After they've seen what he's done, they are convinced that he knows what he's doing because it looks like the um, like spine surgeries and stuff that he does, it looks like he knew the right thing to do and did the opposite. And then that's part of a kind of a question ongoing through the series is whether this is intentional or was he poorly trained? Is he, you know what I mean? Like, so what's his intentionality? Yeah, and it's all based on re something that happened. Yep, it's all based on a real guy. Uh, yeah. Yep, Dr. Dunch. Um, he is played in the series by Joshua Jackson, who's great. Um, and yeah, um, what did you like about it? We've watched it. There's twice also a documentary. Now, so. Yeah, there's also a documentary on Peacock, and they kind of go nicely together, yeah. I think. Uh, I really liked it. It was um, uh, well paced and it didn't do the typical TV thing of having like two or three good episodes and then stretching. Mm -hmm. um, it never felt like it had filler in it. Uh, there were a couple of really weird shots, uh, with, especially during the prosecution and defense, especially during, especially remember the defense lady standing up and um, she's looking. Her head is close to the frame where she she's looking, mm -hmm. so there's this huge gap behind her head, mm -hmm. and I'm constantly waiting for Dunch to kind of like give her the chair. Yeah, it looks like you're expecting something. something. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even. I, I kind of mentioned that just because that's like my major problem with it, and that's tiny. That's yeah. There are a couple moments where really it's like that's it. a weird shot, or mm -hmm. a couple bits where I'm like, uh, that's like too. This pop song here is a little too close to another pop song, you know, that was in earlier in the episode, but super minor complaints in my opinion. Oh, and in my other complaint, some weird looking um, CGI fat suit stuff at times. CGI? Uh, Was it CGI? It looked like it to me. What did you I mean? What did you think? Do you think he was like wearing... I don't know, but would that be way harder than just giving him a... Well, maybe. Winter? See, I mean, I, I didn't look this up, but I was curious because when he's like sitting still or just moving like his body and stuff, it looks perfectly fine. Sometimes when he's talking, it looks weird. It looks digital to me. Mm. You didn't, you didn't feel like you weren't sure if it was digital or. I wasn't sure. No. Yeah. Okay. But again, a minor gripe, you know, that's just like watching a really good episode and be like, Oh, that looked a little weird there. But overall, yeah, I thought it was um, really good. It was extremely effective at making surgery look horrific especially you know the the malpractice 
not even just making it look horrific, but the, there's a bit which happened and we see in the documentary, although it's blurred, where Alec Baldwin's character, the real-life doctor, I can't remember his name, and yeah. it's Kirby, is it Kirby. Ra Randall Kirby and... Yeah, I can't remember the other one. So, so he's doing the surgery after Dunch has botched it and he's opening someone up to look what has happened. And he's he's having it recorded in and her you just, spine. Yeah. In her spine, and you see things, but he's just describing what's happened, mm -hmm. and just the description makes you go, "Oh, yeah," because it's very like, good. It is, yeah. Especially, um, I really love that scene because, um, like, I like that. I mean, I, I guess I don't really know, but it sounds like all of his descriptions and terms are like the medical appro medically appropriate, correct ways of describing these things, even if I don't totally understand exactly like you know what some of the words are and stuff i totally get the horror of what's happened you know the way that he's describing it um when they say things like he's chipped away at the bone so much mm -hmm. that it can no longer support the head yeah, like he's yes he's, things he's, like he's, that he's pulverized the bone on this side yeah um yeah 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 um uh, there's a great bit where they're talking about it might even be that one where they're talking about he's done this 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 and this the surgery surgery was to remove a diseased disc he didn't touch it. He, he didn't even touch the correct disc. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He cut through someone's esophagus thinking it was a tumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she he didn't even remove it though. Yeah. He just cut through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then describing then after like, you know, what they've had to do. Like you, you keep seeing like the Dunch surgeries and there's a tremendous buildup. The score in this I think is great too. It's really extra. Like it's kind of score forward, but I think it mostly really works. Um, very... Uh, I don't know how would you describe it like dire and there's a lot of dread especially yes. in the like with these like baselines leading up to while they're rolling people into surgery do you know what I mean yeah, score forward is a good way of describing it yeah, yeah. Um, and often I find that distracting but in this it really worked especially because there are so many bits where there's not a lot of talking or just a little bit so it's not in the way yeah. but it's like really adding to the mood and so you have this horrific like build-up of him getting these people into surgery and then having, like, Alec Baldwin's character, like, who comes and meets these people afterwards because they're going after this guy, trying to basically get him, like, to stop doing surgery. Yeah. Um, and him describing what really happened during the surgery to people afterwards, what happened to them. Like, it's just a really fun, you know, it's almost like watching a horror movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, where Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater are almost like detectives, you know, um, yeah. describing the crime after it occurred. And this yeah. guy can't be stopped because he's... It's very difficult to prove he did these things intentionally. And the way that things work in Texas is people can't see for more than 250 grand. Right, so lawyers won't take on um, certain kinds of lawsuits. So he gets uh, getting kicked out of hospitals, but without a blemish on his record. Yeah, so because just... then the hospitals... Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of like systemic stuff yeah. um, that allows him to keep practicing and just moving to different hospitals. And that really just, like, added to the horror to me. There's, like, the the general, like, straightforward horror... Sorry, I'm talking too much. Um, of just, like, what? what he's doing to these people. Like, he, you know, paralyzes and nearly decapitates his best friend. Um, and then the systemic stuff is, like, this other element of horror. You know, like, the hospital... Oh, he killed some people, um, but we don't really want to... You know, we don't want to make our hospital look bad. We also don't want to put any bad marks against him with like the medical board because then he might sue us for lost wages that could be like 40 million dollars over his whole career so we'll just um let you resign and then we'll write you a letter of recommendation for a different hospital wow like the horror on yeah. top you know 
Yeah, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Uh, would you recommend then, if people are going to watch these two things, would you recommend the fiction one first, which we did when we discovered it? Because mm -hmm. I, I think we watched the fiction one first just out of interest. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, there's a, an actual documentary mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Would you recommend that or just whatever people want? Um, I mean, personally, I would recommend the fictional one first in this case because it is such an interesting just series on its own the story is interesting and um and then if you watch the i'm pretty sure it just accompanied um it's like it should appear if you're looking on the peacock app or whatever like right next to it the doctor uh, dr death documentary um i preferred doing it that way seeing the documentary after where it because then it was like oh these are the people that i've actually seen in the show like that's his actual ex-wife and you know her talking about what he was like and you can see where it was accurate and I think it was pretty accurate overall and where like changes were made um but I don't know I mean I think you could do either way they made his um assistant who he had an affair with mm -hmm. I can't remember if she was a doctor in her own right as well on the show, she was a physician's assistant, a PhD physician's assistant. Right, yeah. yeah. They made her way more likable in the show than in the documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Where she was actually a nurse practitioner. I can't remember. And I think that's what they said, yeah. So there are changes, but they're not drastic, and they do all seem to have, like, a purpose in the story. Yeah. Um, like, in, in real life, he had two kids with his wife before they split, in the show, he has one. You know, I, yeah, don't, right. I don't think that's an important change. And it keeps things pretty streamlined. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just stuff like that, yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah. And what else? Uh, Frasier is in this. Oh, yeah. That's, isn't this that why we watched it? Um, I can't remember why we first watched this. I'm glad you mentioned Frasier. Good. I knew you would be. Good. Now we'll talk about Frasier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but briefly then, just... Frasier is in this. Yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer, Grammer plays the surgeon in Memphis, Tennessee, who... Um, taught Dunch and like where Dunch did his residency um, and he shows up several times just being questioned about his training and stuff like that um, and Kelsey Grammer is really good as a, good in everything. As, a, as a neurosurgeon yeah 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 he's good in everything yeah yeah um, yeah that bit where he's like um, like I love that so much like I was waiting for it on the second watch through where um, they're doing the surgery Fraser yeah is doing a surgery he, he'll always be Fraser to me Fraser's doing a surgery for students, um, and Dunch is there with him, like, actually doing what Fraser is describing to do, and he takes his, like, scalpel and points it down, and then Fraser just grabs his hand and just moves it over. To the right To place. the right place, and then looks at him and continues talking, and is like, you'll get it. And like, Jesus, you know, lots of systemic issues and lots of, you know, it's like a clusterfuck of things that led to this guy being able to do what he did. And what did he end up maiming or killing? Like 30 people in like two years or something? Yeah, like he definitely killed at least two, I think. Some were left paralyzed. Um, yeah, I mean, he ruined people's lives. Yeah, ruined their lives. And some of these people went for elective surgeries, just like I had some had back, back pain. pain. <laughs> and he said that he could help make that go away and end up dead, you know, or maimed for life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, really uh, compelling stuff. Uh, both the real story and the show. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see Joshua Jackson doing some real acting. 
not doing Dawson's Creek. Never mind. Who was he in Dawson's Creek? He wasn't the, Dawson. No, he was the other guy. The other Katie one. Katie Holmes. The other one. Not Katie Holmes. I, I never saw Dawson's Creek. I can't remember. My sister watched it. Oh, so yeah, I my saw sister some watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was shit. Um, the only thing I remember, I think I did watch a couple episodes, and the only thing I remember of that entire show was Dawson wanted to be a filmmaker, and he was explaining to someone how um, he was, like, shooting something and was like, we're going to have someone, the cameraman, sit in a wheelchair on this grassy area and then just pull him back with yeah. the camera yeah. instead of running backwards. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that makes sense. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, a bit of a tangent. Um, so Daw I, I didn't know that about Dawson's Creek. Was it about that? Like you wanted to be a... No, it was about like some teenagers in a high school, like drama and I'm dating people and I can't really remember. Because yeah, I remember what they looked like or I remember Dawson and Katie Holmes mm -hmm. and they didn't look like teenagers to me. They looked like in their 20s. Because <laughs> they were. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Probably, yeah. Good. Um... No, I just, uh, yeah, I hadn't seen Joshua Jackson in a lot of stuff in recent years, and it was just cool to see him in this. He was really good. He did real acting, and he was menacing. Um, when he's doing his, like, rants, yeah. you know, his doing Dennis his, his Dennis rants, I'm the golden god, yeah. I'm going to change the world of neurosurgery. This is what it means to date a god. This is what it means to date a god. Yeah, it, that's some really intense stuff that adds a lot, yeah. So You don't understand sleeping, Christina. <laughs> you shush. <laughs> um, uh, okay, well, do you have anything else to say about that? No, just uh, if you can see it for free somehow. Uh, I it's can't, worth it. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to watch on Peacock, but that was a really good series, I thought. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you want to mention Fraser at all? Yeah, I mean, what do you have to say about Fraser? Uh, we are uh, tepidly waiting for the... Frasier reboot. Yeah. Um, which is meant to be coming out later this year. Is it? Okay. I haven't been following it very much. Um, so they're... Yeah, they're picking up Frasier again. I'm not sure how long for. Uh, I believe that only Kelsey Grammer is there from the original cast. I know that Niles isn't doing it. David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Uh, I know that Jane Leaves has said she's not going to do it. I don't know about Perry Gilpin. Mm -hmm. I know all their names. Yep. John Mahoney's dead. John Mahoney's dead, so, so he won't be in it. Yeah, um, that's kind of why I haven't... I def do, you, do you think they could just recast him? God, no. As a completely different person. Yeah, I, yeah, of course not. No, I wouldn't. It's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't looked at it very much. I'm definitely going to watch it when it's out. Yeah. Do you know what it's coming out on? Like, what network... No. So, okay, well, I guess we'll find out. We'll watch it for sure, but I'm not holding my breath for it to be any good. I know um, that they... Well, I know that Damien told me, because he's, you know, hot on Fraser News, that cool. Nicholas Lindhurst is going to play Fraser's friend. I think I saw that as well, yeah. And Nicholas Lindhurst uh, plays Rodney in Only Fields and Horses, which is like a classic beloved sitcom mm -hmm. in Britain. And he's very good at Rodney, but I don't think he's very good at Mm, is, mm. That, is that harsh? Sorry. I don't know. I don't but know the guy. Maybe it's maybe I'm it's not saying he's not nice or anything, mm. but uh, uh, yeah. Um, mm. 
And yeah, he's. I guess he's going to be the Nile stand-in. That's kind of like he could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping. I guess I, mean, I don't want them to make it really, but whatever. It's not going to ruin old Fraser for me. Oh, hell no. But I was hoping it's like all set in like. I wouldn't say like a squat, but like a fairly low-income house with like a, a beautiful designer cook of Chanel chair. That's Fraser's chair. No one else can sit on but him and yeah, his cat. Yeah, right. You are saying this. Yeah, he's and his gonna son become... Frederick is yeah. like a normal dude. I mean, that's yeah. not a terrible way to go with it. If like Fraser becomes Martin Martin's but, but character the, type of like, but the you know, I'm old, like the anti Martin. Yeah, and if his son is actually like into football, into football now, yeah. And, yeah, is like pretty chill and has a normal job, or you know, I mean, that's you know, that could work. Uh, I guess... And then he has to get... Fraser has a fall or something, so he has to get a living assistant. Mm-hmm. And then the son or son's friend could... One of them falls in love with the living yeah. assistant, but they're married to someone else. Just doing the same damn thing. Well, I'm not saying that's yeah. what I want, but... Uh, I know, like, but... Yeah, I know. If I you're trying to I think about it. what they can do with it... That's a difficult one. Like, I don't know. You had said maybe uh, Fraser has a podcast now, <laughs> since nobody listens to radio anymore. Yeah. Um, like, okay, that's yeah. I could see that. Um, I guess part of the problem for me that like makes me not that excited, interested is number one, for me, um, the core of that of the long term story. And kind of the arcs in that show, like, really for me, revolves around Niles and Daphne mm-hmm. and their romance. The show really, it's not terrible after they get together, but it does start to decline a bit for me. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Frasier's whole thing that is really funny to me in the original series is, like, he's a psychiatrist. He's pretty pompous and egotistical, you know, fucking snob. But he has all these problems with, like, just basic dating. He's constantly dating somebody who he has, like, nothing in common with. But it's like, she's a model. And uh, she's a successful businesswoman. She knows what the word jajun means. Like, he's so bad at relationships. It makes it really funny. You know, he's constantly screwing up, doing the dumbest shit. You know, stay out of Daphne's room, Fraser. What's wrong with you? Um, and I just wonder if that same magic can work now with all the other characters gone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree with you. And his career was going nowhere. And, that it, you know, his prog- career progression wasn't the important part. He's a radio show host. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that gives us the opportunity to, for him to give funny advice, bad advice, advice that he himself doesn't take. Yeah. Well, in, Niles, in, in the, re- the real psychologist, his brother is, you know, disapproving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I certainly will watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it too, but um, I'm not trying to get excited about it, to be honest. If it turns if it turns out to be good, I'll be happy and surprised, and if it turns out to be bad, I'll be meh, not surprised. Um, I don't know anything about the remake, you know, apart from what we said. Do you think they're even going to keep it in a studio? Um, oh, you mean like shooting it with like real locations and stuff? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, because I, man, you know, maybe not, maybe they'll, 
maybe they won't do that. Maybe they'll try and make it fresh by making the style different, but I don't think I'd like that. I like his, I don't know, like, yeah. see a lot of it is also like liking the particular sets. I like Frasier's apartment. It looks ridiculous and super gauche in my opinion. Um, yeah. My Andre Das. Yeah. <laughs> and so somebody touches one of his little, like, vases. And he's like, oh! <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows what they'll do with it. Well, uh, we didn't even have Fraser on there. What's next? Yeah. Always talking about it with Fraser. Yeah. I'm actually just going to write that down since that was a big section. Make sure I get it in the uh, time codes. Um, right, what's next? Well, first, would you like to take a short break? Sure. Okay. I want to use the bathroom. Okay. Okay, thanks. Five minutes later. Okay, so next on the docket is Telemarketers. What did you think about Telemarketers? Yep, the uh, HBO series. Um, no, just Telemarketers. Yes, the HBO series. Um, so far I like it. It's coming out weekly. Yeah. Um, which I find frustrating because I like to binge that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't forget things that I'm not re-watching it right before the new one comes out. Um, but it's interesting. Um, do you want to explain what it's about? It's a, a documentary made over a number of years. It looks actually kind of more like two decades. Mm. Um, made, or at least initially made by... Uh, people who worked in telemarketing for a, a company called CDG, uh, which were responsible for really aggressive telemarketing scams where they would pretend to be a fraternal order of police, mm -hmm. uh, essentially to trick people into donating and to trick people into thinking that they could buy decals that would get them out of tickets and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are two episodes up and I really like them. Mm -hmm. um, they're both made by... Uh, you know, normal normal people who are working in this industry who uh, aren't journalists but are really uh, inspired to do something and they're really likeable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Featuring Pat, who is like the spitting image of Ke Kenny Hartz. Yeah. Evil, um, nice Kenny Hartz. Nice yeah. Kenny Hartz. Kenny Hartz. Good Kenny Hartz. Kenny Hartz is the evil Kenny Kenny Hartz is the evil Kenny, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they're... Like in investigative journalists, like from the bottom, like you know, like discovering how to do stuff, and you kind of go with them. But it's edited in a professional way, mm. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of I wouldn't uh, yeah, it's a one in a kind sort of thing where you know most documentaries are made by someone outside. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It is interesting. Kind exactly. of, you kind of like go on this journey with them. Of, yeah, you know where they worked for this company and which is filming which, themselves um, at the beginning like yeah they were just filming themselves around around, around the, the office at the beginning um and like what a crazy environment it was full of like you know drug abuse and they like loved to hire um like uh, like unhirable people like people less, like felons and just out of prison yeah stuff like that um and yeah uh it's uh, described as like one of the biggest telemarketing scams of all time um in the show, and uh, I mean, if you were wondering, um, it looks like telemarketers are just as uh, big pieces of shit as you might have imagined. Which, At least the companies they work for. The companies they work for, yeah, that's what made it interesting following these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about they would tell people that 100% of their donation would go toward the police and helping 
uh, families of fallen police officers, um, and then actually like the telemarketing company, is it, would you say it was C D C D G G kept about 90% and only 10% would end up going um, to the donation. Well, it, but look, then, it looks like that was the most legitimate one there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and then, yeah, a lot of the money ended up going to, like, the Fraternal Order of Police to, like, take fishing trips and stuff. But they would send out, they would tell people, like, uh, like use this story of, like, a, a police officer that died, like, five years ago and say that, the money is for helping his family, and it was just a big scam for this telemarketing company, more or less. Um, yeah. And they often would, like, they would get in trouble at various points and then just close down and, like, open with a new name, open with new branches. Um, it was, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, years long. Yeah, yeah. It's happening, yeah. Um, and some really good uh, interview subjects as well, you know. Like, who's the guy that was saying, like, if some telemarketer calls, just hang up the phone? Yeah, this is his advice, because it's so, it's so difficult to go after telemarketing bad actors, you know? Yeah, he, um, I can't remember who he is. He's, uh, he's in the charity industry, mm -hmm. and he's, you know, against this sort of shit. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he's really pissed off and has the stats to back it up. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just pretty horrific stuff. You know, there's like occasional footage of, you know, like, it'd be like, you know, in the office, uh, <coughs> excuse me, one of the telemarketers trying to convince like an old lady who's, you know, living on social security to like donate a thousand dollars, you know, like all this kind of stuff. It was, uh, it's pretty gross, but you know, told from an interesting perspective. Yeah, um, yeah, do you remember as well, I don't think it's the same old lady, but the I think maybe the first investigation into CDG got triggered when an old lady got a call and she said, I'm, I'm not interested. She hung up the phone and then they left a message on her answer phone saying, you really fucked up, I'm sending a SWAT team to your house, they'll be Threat like 10 yeah. minutes. Threatening people for not donating, yeah. Um, and yeah, it definitely seems like uh, elderly people are a big target. Um, yep, and uh, Spanish speakers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who they could intimidate. Um, so we're up to episode two, and Pat, who's the guy mostly on screen, mm -hmm. and you, there's two guys making it, Pat's the guy mostly on screen, the other guy's mostly filming it. Mm -hmm. Pat has disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think has happened? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they left it on a cliffhanger, I guess, into this episode, what happened to him. I mean, I'm not sure if anything, like, happened to him. Um, he definitely had, like, a history with, um... Well, he was on heroin for Heroin minutes. and stuff, so it could just be, you know, that, a relapse disappearing, or it could be, you know, who knows. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think? I think he, uh, has been, uh, picked up for a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. And is in it has inexplicably like when we come back in episode three has inexplicably been in jail for like eight days mm -hmm. for like jaywalking or something, mm -hmm. and we're gonna get into the police coming after them. Yeah, because there are a number of people in both episodes who, um, you know, they like interview and talk to. Some of them don't want their identities um, shown. We talk about like the police started harassing me after I started looking into this. Um, 
you know, the police union was like harassing me. Yeah, there's um, two unions mm -hmm. we found out, right? Mm -hmm. In yeah, this documentary. Right. Mm -hmm. There's like the patrolman union and the superior union. Mm -hmm. And they met with one of the unions mm -hmm. who was who don't tell it use telemarketers. And that guy, that police officer union leader, was really direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, about how he felt about it. It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. I yeah. wouldn't have thought I would be that interested in telemarketing, but mm -hmm. Yeah, um very good. Yeah, interesting so far. So like, I mean, I don't have a ton to say. I can't remember how many episodes they're supposed to be. Like I say, it's coming out weekly, but I'll definitely be watching the next one. Yeah. Um, interesting stuff. Do you think telemarketing should be, as a practice, should be banned? Stopped? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know enough about it. I think, um, you know, I can't imagine anybody being like, no, I love telemarketers. I love when they call me up during dinner. Or at seven in the morning, trying to sell me something I don't need that may or may not exist. Um, you know, get an extended warranty for your car. Um, so I don't know, but it does seem like, and I don't know how far beyond this example, like how how many of these examples of how this company operates translates to other telemarketing companies. I would suspect that they're all pretty similar in being. Um, unscrupulous. Yeah, I mean, they kind of make out in this documentary that CDG was like the proto-daddy. Mm -hmm. That the current telemarketing operations have... Like that model. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, so, I'm not sure. Um, you know, but definitely uh, anybody who's trying to scam people, especially elderly people, should probably you know, Go away. <laughs> Piss off ghost. Piss off ghost. <laughs> what next? Yeah. Um, next. All right. Um, so the there was a teaser leaked for the Fallout TV show. Um, yeah. At, I want to say at Gamescom. Um, While well, they were talking about Starfield. Uh, I think they said that Todd Howard came out and um, showed like a teaser for the Fallout TV show. And yeah. obviously it made it online. Uh, I'm sure that was by design. I mean, or they wouldn't have allowed people to have their phones up in front of the screen. I don't know, whatever. Um, pretty blurry, can't see a whole lot. 20 seconds long. Yeah, like 20 seconds long. Um, you know, one of these things that I'm personally not trying to get too excited about, but I think that the Fallout universe is so, like, ripe for lots of different... <laughs> Why are you laughing now? <laughs> because I'm... No, no, I'm not <laughs> laughing at you. Sorry, no, go on. Just, it's so it's such a ripe universe for telling like, all different kinds of stories. Um, and yeah. And I think that there's opportunity there if it's done well. And we think it, we saw Walton Goggins as a ghoul. We yeah. saw a ghoul, but was that Walton Goggins? Um, people commenting about it, like, on social media and other places were saying that it's Walton Goggins, yes. Looked really cool. Mm -hmm. He fit. He works as a ghoul really well. Yeah, as soon as I heard the rumor <coughs> that he was playing a ghoul, I was like, perfect. Yeah. I loved him since The Shield. Mm -hmm. and um, He's great in lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, what I was laughing at was people saying, like, oh, no, is this going to have John Hancock in it? Because Walton Goggins is wearing John Hancock's hat. Somebody, is I that saw wearing that, a yeah. cowboy hat? Yeah, it didn't look at all like Hancock to me. In the Again, it was, like, blurry. It wasn't great footage, but it didn't look like Hancock to me. Um, and obviously that caught my attention because Hancock is one of my favorite companions. So, but I don't want to see a backstory. We know his backstory. I don't want to see... Hancock in LA 
Uh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, with the New California Republic and, you know what I mean? I just I don't really need that. Don't need to know any other backstory about him. So I hope it's just some new random-ass ghoul that he's playing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, every character in in the Fallout games, like, you get, you do get characters that cross over, but it's always, like, a little bit... Yeah, yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, what can I say about it? It was 20 seconds long. Uh, I didn't really gleam anything. Uh, power... <laughs> the power armor in the desert... Uh, like looked fine for the TV show. I think Power Armor looks silly mm-hmm. in real, you know, in in the yeah. games. Mm-hmm. I love it playing in it, but yeah. it looks really dumb. Yeah, well, I hope and, that they yeah lean into that. Lean into that exactly. Yeah, and I think we agree on kind of what we want from. Well, if Walton Goggins is playing a ghoul and the the shot of him where it's slightly low and he's like looking like a maniac, mm-hmm. like he's gonna be the good guy, right? Blowing these people up. Yeah, I hope things. so. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. 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 Fallout 5, you've got to be able to play as a ghoul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should fucking hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Should be able to play as a super mutant. Yeah. 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 Um, I know what all of your playthroughs would be <laughs> in the next one. Yeah. Human! I'd love to play as a super mutant. Yeah. Yeah. So... And play as a Mr. Handy. Yeah. Assault Thrust wrong. wildly. Crab cakes for breakfast, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, I mean, I suppose that leads me into saying I've started a Fallout 4 playthrough yet again mm-hmm. for um, just waiting for Starfield to come out. Yeah. Is that what you wanted to talk about now? or? Um, yeah, I mean, I wait? Uh, yeah, I, I put that down just like, yeah, waiting for Starfield and um, yeah, you started up a new game of Fallout, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as often happens, I looked over your shoulder, saw you playing, and thought, maybe I'll start a new Fallout game tonight. Yeah. Um, Still good. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, and, yeah, just kind of something to tide us over until Starfield's out. Well, um, you're not going to play it anyway, are you? Starfield? Yeah. Yeah, after you're done with your first playthrough. Well, I'll never be done with it. Just be going on and on and on. Well, you know, another option is that I'll start watching you play it and be like, this is bullshit. I'm getting it. (laughs) And we will play next to each other. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Fallout 4, I've been, uh, I got a mod that enables you to, after you leave the vault, sort of magically actually start the game almost anywhere on the map. Mm -hmm. So I started in the south and it was really good. It was uh, one of the freshest new playthroughs because I'm in a completely different environment. It atmospherically is different. Did you say that it scales the... or does it not? Like, it says it's more difficult. It doesn't, like, scale the enemies around you with your level. Like, cause it in Fallout 4, from left to right, things get more difficult and then more south as well. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I started in Somerville Place and, yeah, the first thing I did after killing the people there, because I'm playing as a bad person, very bad person, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like the first enemies I saw were Myalurk hunters mm-hmm. and a Myalurk king. Mm-hmm. And then after I pissed my pants and hid from them, uh, it was gunners, assaultrons, running away from them and then in the glowing sea with no rad away, mm-hmm. being like, that's a death killer over there. Yeah. And I was level five. <laughs> Making that face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that does sound fun. Yeah. I've never used that. 
And I know that Starfield you mentioned earlier uh, has kind of different backstories where you're not going to be like confined to like the story of Fallout 4 where, or Fallout 3 where you're definitely this dude in a vault, this woman in a vault mm -hmm. who comes out. It doesn't look like that now. It looks like you have um, you it's a bit more open of an RPG kind of setup. At least I hope so. Like I cyberpunk mean, sort of where you can start one of three ways. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, I think there's still some pretty limited information in some ways um, about some of these details, but it looks like it's going to be way more open. And the fact that it's a silent protagonist makes me think that that's the case as well. Um, that maybe it'll be less... Because, I mean, yeah, with Fallout 4, one of the most obnoxious things to me is, like, I don't want to play as a mom that is looking for her son. I don't give a shit about Sean. I got things to do. And good neighbor. You know? <laughs> um, and it's not really, it doesn't really get in the way. You just play around it. Good know? evening. I just woke up from a long crypto sleep. Your style of government is a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Who's Sean? I got stuff to do. Pick up a broom. Dirty shitheads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean my my niece's baby? No, he dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't really care. Um, so I hope that. It, so your I mean, head cannon would be like what at the beginning while you're stuck, watching Nate with the baby. You quickly look at your watch and at the date, and then when you get up, you're like, oh, that was sixty years ago. <laughs> Probably dead then. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, my head cannon is that um, I'm a synth waking up so that's why i don't really care about nate or sean because wow um i'm just saying it works better for me that way i'm not like the first playthrough you know i tried to play it like totally straight like yeah where's my baby yeah <laughs> but yeah just you know, you know, why would you assume that you know you were in cryosleep and then you woke up and saw something and then you went back to cryosleep why would you assume that you still Alive even. You have no idea when that was. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's your headcanon. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially after the, um, whichever DLC it was that, um, with Dima and all that, like, kind of expanding on, like, after we have that conversation with him, where he's like, how, yeah, in Fahaba, with a lobster dinner, uh, <laughs> And he's acting, um, asking about whether you think that you could be a synth. When I played that, I was like, hmm, yes, I am. And then it kind of became my headcanon. Like, that makes sense why I'm so much infinitely better at absolutely everything than these people. And, you know, makes sense with, uh, you know, why I can shoot anything. And oh, I don't see, know. See, it I, just works. Yeah, I have the, the same thing to explain, but I do it the opposite way. And... For me, it's like, I, I'm not a synth. I'm just a dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, I guess he was in the army. Sure. So that, okay, that makes sense. He can, that's why he knows how to use power armor and stuff. Mm -hmm. Fine. That's that explained. But in other ways, he's just like an average dude. It's just that 200 years of radiation has produced like an immense amount of brain rot. Okay, that's a fun idea. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Like, radiation is like leaked into... Uh, everything, yeah. I mean, Vault 111... All this time, or oh no, not in me. What oh. brain rot in me? No, in the rest of the no, I've been fine. Oh, I see. Okay. That's why I'm doing great because I've, right. okay. I've been Everyone my lead lining. Dumb. Everyone else is like borderline. Yeah. You know, unable to take. Well, they are. I mean, they, they like. Yeah, it's Boston, 
So what yeah. I'll do is I'll put up three walls and a curtain. That'll be fine. Like, is it not going to get cold? Yeah. Ever? I know, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, like, oh, we, we live here. We have a place to live. But we're very hungry and we have no fresh water. We can never work this out on our own. There's water right there. Yeah. Yeah. Pick <laughs> up this trash. Pick up this trash. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, oh, you, you meant, so you thought I meant, like, I've got brain rot. Yeah, like something as, you know, maybe you've, like, mutated in some way. Oh. Yeah. And well, you just get shot yeah. all the time. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that explains, like, why you're, like, so powerful. You're, like, a rare mutation. That could work. Because the baby thing kind of does work if you're going to play it as, like, if you're going to explain why your character is so violent and I set guess. up for it. Because, you know, what do you do? You get out of the vault, you leave your dead wife or your dead husband, and you immediately start, like, pulling Red Roach's heads off. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I get you. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see how that could work for some people. I just, I don't, I don't want my character to have a baby. <laughs> you know, I don't care. I don't care about babies. <laughs> now, the dog, hmm. Yes. I, I need some more dogs, actually. <laughs> I just like the idea that my character's really chill and like, hey, have you guys seen my baby? Also, heard, any, heard about any work? Yeah, I'm shoveling. Got a job? Got a job. Bank job. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it strikes me as well, having gone from um, Deus Ex with Adam Jensen to Fallout 4, uh... I guess it's going to be very, probably going to be very difficult in Starfield to be non-lethal, mm. I guess, because that isn't really a thing in Skyrim and yeah. um, Fallout 4. More Fallout 4, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be cool if they offered like a way to do that that made sense, because just so there's another option for another playthrough, you know, because definitely for me, these kinds of games, like, I want to play them multiple times, Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you've um, never you've played Fallout Four multiple times. You've never felt the need to. Actually, with Fallout Four, now I haven't really changed my character setup all that much. I mean, I just like playing those kinds of games with the same style. Yeah. You know, sneaky, ranged, you know, like long range sniper rifle usually. Boring. I know how you play things. Boring. I how? Well, I know because of so many things that we've played together. It's like you know, okay, all right, the enemy's over there. All right, I'm I'm lining up. All right, I'm gonna take this first shot, and then you, and then I see you in the distance. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just take forever. I didn't even finish talking. God. <laughs> Do you remember in Fallout seventy six, where you were stood down the end of a corridor? You told me this, and then you saw my character like run across the doorway and then run the other way and then like five ghouls came running after him. Yes, I do remember that, yes. And I didn't even you know. You just run in and then you have a trail of them just everywhere and then now I gotta run. Like, shit. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Leroy Jenkins. That's your yeah. play style. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to always play with the like sniper play style, but mm. I don't know, I just, I guess like I played so much of it, I just, I need to sure. shotgun people. Well, that's what makes it fun to play games R with you. Really stupidly. Can... And... Yeah. Otherwise, it, again, it's like the same in Deus Ex, where, uh, like, that game is, is way more rewarding to play stealthily. What? What? Wait. Oh, nothing. I'll, I'll say, tell you after you tell me your thing. Tell me. I was just chuckling to myself thinking about in Fallout 76, um, where you take pictures of oh, your yeah. characters, and then it's your loading screens. And I was just laughing at all the funny pictures we took. 
Oh, yeah. The one where you're like, take all your clothes off. And it's like her in underwear. And you're like, let me get this angle. And it's like, it's like we're in a French film. <laughs> this is in black and white. It's, and it's just like a woman in her underwear standing and, and there. And then a dude in power <laughs> armor like doing that. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. We have a lot of funny pictures. Yeah. That was the best part of that game, really. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, there were some fun ones. Um, anyway, go on. Uh, well, I was going to say, um, yeah, like in Deus Ex, uh, it's much more rewarding and the game really wants you to play stealthily, otherwise it's too easy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, I can't remember what I was going to say. Something. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, oh yeah, I was going to say, yeah, but so even then, you know, where... Stealth games kind of do this a bit, where, you know, play stealthily, that's the that's kind of the most uh, rewarding way to play it, but also the most challenging. So then my Adam Jensen just has like 20 grenades, which are really fun to use, mm -hmm. but I'll never use. Yeah, I don't even... Grenades are for selling for me. In like in Splinter Cell, where it was like, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And then they're like, by the way, you've got an underslung shotgun mm -hmm. and shit like that, like, but don't ever use it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get you, but I mean... Maybe. I guess it depends. Like, yeah, I always play, like, a stealthy playthrough in Fallout 4, but that doesn't mean that, you know, when I see a fat man laying there and there's somebody on the interstate bridge, you know, a mile away, that I don't just pick it up and, you know, just for fun. I mean, you you pick can still up, do crazy shit. Pick up a fat man by his legs, like Trunchbull. <laughs> yeah, that kind of fat man. <laughs> a fat man just lay in there, like... <laughs> yeah, you know, I still use other weapons just for fun to screw around, but... You know. Yeah, but that isn't but that's not what I'm saying. That's not a stealth I know you can do stealth in it, but it's not a stealth game. Right, I see what you're saying. Kind of in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um you know, where like Deus Ex is a stealth game where like you can see people's cones of vision and mm -hmm. there are cameras and like a metal like metal gear type. Kind of like that, yeah. Almost, yeah. Where yeah. it's like designed for that kind of Yeah, like Metal Gear, like mm -hmm. you know, where I get all these like oh I've got my gun, I've got my stealth gun. Uh, which, you know, shoots non-lethal rounds and is silenced and everything. Mm -hmm. And I've also invested in this, like, massive backup gun just in case things go wrong. Mm -hmm. But they never do. Yeah. Not I really. Mean, yeah, not really. Yeah. What weapons do you usually play with? In what? Like, in Fallout 4, I mean, what weapon, like, style? I, I change it. Change okay. it up. What are you going to do in this one? Uh... Close quarter explosion. Okay. I suppose. That's different. No. I mean, fairly close quarter. I'm not going to use... On my last playthrough with Clouseau... John Clouseau. Clouseau ended up with... <laughs> I wanted to maintain his intelligence one, but he ended up, like, with ten strength. So he would just, like, hit people and pop their heads off and stuff. Mm -hmm. It got kind of silly. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Kind of close quarter. Yeah, like a kind of carbine assault rifle sort of thing, and then... So, like, heavy. Loads of grenades. Uh, yeah, I, get, I mean, uh, I'm not close. against that, but... Okay. Gotcha. I am just curious. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to mix it up or anything. Again, it gets too easy. Like, you do your heavy, heavy playthrough. It gets to the point where you've got, you know, your perks in heavy and your perks in explosion, and you see people, like, down the street, you get out your rocket launcher, and then you kill them dead just as you might snipe them, and it's like, oh, it's too easy, I need people to be shooting at me. 
I need to get right up to them and antagonize them. I get you. I mean, the game gets too easy at a certain point, no matter what style yeah. you play, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, of um, course it does, yeah. But I don't mind that. Like, by the time I get to that point, it's like, yes, I'm a synth god among you <laughs> regular people who can't wash your fucking face. <laughs> it been 200 years. Pick up some bricks. Pick up those bricks, yeah. 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 God, that um, mod that lets you clean up junk is like indispensable to me now you know just because it's so obnoxious yeah you know like i want to have a street here pick up those fucking cans well how far away do you think we are technologically in terms of uh, getting games where you can uh, have dynamic crap oh i don't know even i mean you can get that in some games and actually i've got a mod that does that in fallout 4 so yeah you never seen that uh, you can build dynamic structures so they can be destroyed with guns and stuff. I didn't mean that. I meant like having but... like physically simulated bricks mm -hmm. and dust. Stuff like that has been talked about for so long. I mean, uh, we'll get there. Yeah, you know, know in Star Citizen, they've uh, they've you know Star Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just got over six hundred million in terms of funding. It's mm -hmm. been on Kickstarter for like thirteen years. Oh right, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, uh, they've got something where they. <laughs> Maybe not, because a lot of people joke about Star Citizen a lot, but I did read something about um, simulated bedsheets. So you can, like, pick up a sheet and it actually falls like a sheet. Okay. Also, um, blinking, uh, where they're trying to simulate eyes getting dry. Right. Um, right. Nasal hair. I'm Why does this just, woman have a beard? Just joking on that one. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that this processing power well, yeah, is ever course. up. You know, we'll get more detailed stuff and maybe, I don't know. I don't know if the, I really have a need to see a sheet dropping in a, you know. Like a follow game, for example. I remember in Soldier of Fortune 2, which is, it's got to be very old now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, just a first-person shooter, but you can uh, kind of like dismember people mm -hmm. and things like that. And I mean, I'm sure if I went back to it, it looked awful. But at the time, it was like amazing. Like if I mm -hmm. threw a knife at someone, it would stick it where I threw it, mm -hmm. kind of ridiculously. But you could like blow bits off people. You could shoot someone in the head, and like chunks would come mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Would you like to see more of that? Would you like to see like a physically simulated body, like you get in Sniper Elite? But that you can, you know, would you like to see like a, a body on the floor and if you start shooting it, like mm -hmm. a lung pops out? Um, yeah, I think I would like that actually. Yeah. It depends on the game. Like in a Fallout game, I would love to see that stuff go further. Because it's hilarious enough already. Shoot somebody in the head and it explodes and then their eyeballs come flying at the camera like yes. together. Like, together, That's yes. hilarious. I want more of that. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get someone at just the right angle and they go flying into the sun. You hit <laughs> someone in the gut with a golf club and their head explodes. Yeah, yeah I like that stuff. It's funny. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I enjoy that. Cool. Um, um, anything else to say about Fallout or anything? Video games. Video games. Games, no. games, games. I mean, not necessarily. Got anything on the list? Else on the list? Uh, you wanted me to talk about Gak Man. Oh, I forgot all about that. 
I forgot all about Gakman. I don't think it's that interesting, but I will tell it if you want. Yeah, tell tell us about Gakman. How did I get onto it talking to you about this? I can't remember. <laughs> you were drunk. That is probably true. Um, no, was, for some reason talking about playing with toys as a kid and how like don't be coy you'd now. Never, I'm telling it. Shush. How you didn't never play the way that you're meant to play with toys. Maybe that's just me, and I was a weird ass child. Um, my sister and I had lots of Barbies. Um, well, you know, not like Barbie brand necessarily, but we had plenty of dolls, you know. I guess it was like an easy gift, you know, get a, get a Barbie from your grandma for Christmas. And so we had like a, you know, like a tub and we'd play with dolls. Um, but we always would tell these a like, tub. um. Like a tub of. Like a, yeah, like a plastic tub. Yeah. Like full of Barbies. Mm -hmm. And we would come up with the wildest stories and our, the only way, like we would really like play. We were more interested in like telling a story about who our characters were and stuff. And we had an MC Hammer Barbie doll. They made them. Um, and for some reason, we decided that with MC Hammer Barbie, we probably had like four total like male dolls. You know, we just didn't really care about them. Um, and MC Hammer doll uh, was for some reason just hilarious to me. Um, and we also had Gak. I don't know if anyone remembers Gak. Nickelodeon Gak. It's like um, some... The sticky crap that just gets hair stuck all over it uh, that you can never drop or and it's you know because it's no good anymore um, And it makes fart noises when you go Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can yeah, um, and you stretch it and you wrap it and stuff And we made Gakman and this was like a like a recurring playthrough that we would do So you would um, just cover him in cover the would, dolly and Gak? We would wrap him up with Gak. Yeah, and then he was like a I don't know like a super villain he would attack our Barbie dolls, like, shooting Gak out of his arms and wrap them up and take them off to a secret cave. And then they'd have to get, like, rescued by other Barbie dolls. Again, we had little use for mm. boy characters. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that's it, pretty much. And George thought this was hilarious and told me, like, four times this week, remember that and talk about it on Dead Air. That's not what you said. What else did I say? You said uh, me and my sister would cover uh, our MC Hammer doll with Gak and then he would shoot Gak Mm -hmm. uh, other dolls and rape them. We did. I did not say he would rape yes, them. Yes, you did. I did not. I said he would wrap them up and then take them off and like they would be like, you know, like cocooned, like in, in a cave. And when I questioned you about this in the cold light of day, you said, "Well, I think it was analogous with rape." I think when you're like eight, you don't you really, don't, yeah, and, I, and your parents let you watch kind of whatever movies you want. You don't totally understand some certain things, like why men would kidnap women. But it it may, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We played all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also had playthroughs that were, we had, um, like, uh, God, what did it come with? I want to say, like, one of the Little Mermaid Barbies came with, like, a, like a little toy orca. And we also had my sister, she's my half-sister, she had uh, way more toys than me, and we would combine our toys together because we weren't always together. Every week, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. Divorce. Um, I but divorced you more. She had this cruise ship, this Barbie cruise ship that she'd bring over, and it had like a pool in it. And we would get in the bathtub with that and have them like stealing orcas and dolphins out of the sea and putting them in this pool. <laughs> like, I don't think kids necessarily know why they're playing things the way they do. We came up with all kinds of crazy shit. Uh huh. Uh, and then um, we couldn't play with Gakman anymore because uh, one of our dogs tried to swallow the Gak. And uh, it was like covered in dog saliva and vomit and hair, and we had to throw it away. And I don't think that they ever bought us Gak anymore after that. Yeah. Yeah. It was gross stuff. Like, how is that a toy? Just the sticky thing. Yeah. 
but we, yeah. found, we found a way to play with it. Yeah. 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 Do you want to tell any stories about toys as a child? I don't think I have anything that could ever match Gak Man. <laughs> it would shoot Gak at people <laughs> and... Yeah. 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 I don't know why. Just, there was really like nothing else to like to play with an MC Hammer doll. Do you know what I mean? He was just, you know, it was just like one of those dolls. Like, what do we do with this one? I, I used to really like Lego, and I used to kind of try and make, um, like, kind of like Indiana Jones dungeons mm. with it, with like traps for like yeah. my little dude to get through. Um, and I remember my someone who worked with my dad. Uh, obviously, their son had grown up. Uh, so they gave me like this big Lego set that would have like been like a premier Lego set at one point. It was Lego Technic, so all the pieces were perforated, mm-hmm. uh, and you could put like cogs on them. And I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't have the full thing. It was meant to build like probably like a Lego car, like that big. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have all the pieces for it. Um, but I had enough pieces to try to make you know, very basic mechanical things. Uh, and I would be obsessed with, like, trying to make an elevator. And I just couldn't get it to work. I I obviously didn't realise what I needed to do. I needed to, like, somehow get teeth mm-hmm. on the side of it. But I'd, like, try and build a shaft and with, like, some Lego rope. Mm-hmm. Try, and, try and first get, like, the elevator just to come up with me picking it and then try and automate it. And it would always just end up with like Lego flying across the room. Yeah. Because it had one, the motor thing had one speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I've seen that, but I don't think I ever had that. I definitely liked Legos too. Yeah. I had, I had like a whole set of like pirate Legos. I also had pirate like little, Legos. Little eye patches and like little little pirate outfits and hats and stuff. Yeah, and a mast with a Jolly Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you yeah. can make like the little like pirate ship. You can make with it, yeah. Yeah, and it had a little skeleton character. Yes! With a sword. Yes, and it looked exactly like... Le- Sorry, I'm getting excited about children's toys. Um, it, it like had exactly the same body shape as a regular Lego character, obviously, with like just the skeleton painted over it. Do you know what I mean? Like, just the same... Well, mine mine had a skeleton ribcage. Yeah. Like, you could see through the ribcage. Oh, yeah. okay. Fancy. Mm, yeah, fancy, that one, yeah. yeah. And it had a sword with it, and a... Musket. Mine had a little sword too, and I think um like little, maybe like little flintlock pistols. Yes. Perhaps. And it had some bars, mm-hmm. so you could make a little prison. Mm-hmm. And it had one of those blocks that does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, flaps. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you could open it and stuff. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, Lego was great. Yeah, I really love Legos. Other yeah. than stepping on them. Yeah, but I was never really into like. Uh, like getting Lego kits of like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's much rather just rather make just something stuff. random, yeah. Yeah, same. I like to just build stuff, yeah. Did you ever play with, um, what do they call it? Like Connects. Connects. Yeah. yeah. Connector sets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, did. I didn't have those. Yeah, in uh, grade six, year six, our teacher was obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And it would always be like, today we're going to build a bridge mm-hmm. with Connects. It was good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I never had any of those. They looked fun. Yeah. I had Lincoln Logs. That was boring. Yeah, I never had those. Lincoln Logs. Yeah. They're like little... They're shaped like logs and they've got like a perforation where you can stack them together in patterns so you could like build a little house or whatever. Yeah, right. I think they're fun for like a little kid, probably. But... Yeah. 
Duplo. Duplo. Like big Lego. Mm, okay. Oh, you mean like like the really giant ones? Not really giant, but yeah, they're pretty big. Right, okay. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, stickle bricks. Just bricks made of stickle. You made that up. No, stickle bricks, like uh, they're bricks, but um, the edges of them are kind of like hard plastic cut into, I don't know, how would you describe it? Cut into um, like a grid shape mm -hmm. so that you can kind of like force them together. Right, okay, gotcha. Mm, don't, don't know if I've seen those. Yeah. Mm. Surely this is entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Surely. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What now? Is that it? Uh, you wrote down India moon. Oh yeah, India landed a uh, lander on the moon for, well, it's been reported in the media for $75 million. Um, less than it cost to make Interstellar, but actually that was the projected cost two years ago. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it could it be more? But nevertheless, they are the fourth nation to land a lander on the moon and mm -hmm. have a little rover go around. Cool. Going, ooh. Yeah. And the first nation to land near the south pole of the moon. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Cool. And I just thought a cool thing to mention. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about space exploration? Is it worth it? Um... I think Hot it's topics. interesting stuff, and uh, you know, there's so much to learn out there. Um, I also think, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> um, I also think that you know, yeah, a lot of good stuffs come out of um, like space research and exploration. NASA's come up with a lot of useful stuff. Like what? It's like side effects. Um, I can't recall. Velcro. CAT scan machines. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Um, but also just, there's a lot of stuff that we need to do here. Yeah. So, I guess conflicted. You know, I like space. Well, I, th I think it's you cool. know, do it, just don't, you know, yeah. don't start ripping out the copper pipes to do it. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it, sure. Yeah. How do you feel about space exploration? That way, what I just said. Cool. Yeah. Don't rip the copper out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think we should do it. I don't think it should be, like, let's not lie to ourselves and say we're going to live on Mars anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and what's the point of, like, yeah, probably we could put a space, space station up there that people could live on. But why? But why? Like, should, you know, do it for science. Yeah. Do, do it for scientific reasons. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, so. Yeah. Hurrah. Are we done? Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Um, there's nothing else on the, um, on the list, so I mean, hmm, got anything else to say? No. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks. <laughs>